Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rich Single Mama TV. I'm Samantha Gregory, and today I have a very special guest, Emma Johnson. She is the founder and the blog, the blogger over at Wealthy Single Mommy, which I love because Rich Single Mama and Wealthy Single Mommy, ma Mama. I'm thinking that's a great a match made in heaven. So <laughs> I think you had your URL when I was buying mine, and I probably was mad at you because I couldn't. Oh my buy gosh! It. <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, we both have um, the same mindset when it comes to single motherhood and about wealth and about parenting and about so many other things. And so I'm excited to have Emma here today because we're going to be discussing her new book kick-ass single mom and I'm so excited about this book welcome Emma thanks so much for being with us oh I'm so happy to see you we've been in touch for years but it's really nice to do this together so thank you oh absolutely absolutely now Emma she is an award-winning journalist she's a personal finance um, writer she's been on so many platforms I won't even try to name them but when you go to her website wealthysinglemommy.com you'll see everywhere that she's been and she gives some, um, gives some amazing advice. And so Emma, tell us a little bit about yourself. I was reading the intro on your book, but um, your story really resonated with me. So just tell us about yourself um, and then we'll jump into some questions um, based on the book and just based on your entire philosophy of single motherhood and how to thrive and not just survive. Right. That's really it, right? It's thriving and not just surviving. And so well, like so many people, I was raised by a single mom, you know, part of that wave of divorce in the 70s and 80s. And, and you know, my mom, she's an educated middle-class woman, and she really did a lot of awesome things with my brothers and me. We always had, we really had anything we needed. We had the help with the homework, and we had high expectations that we'd go to school and college and the extracurriculars and everything, but it, money was always the issue. Mm -hmm. It was always, we were broke. It was super stressful and it never really seemed to make sense because, mm -hmm. I mean, my mom's a middle-class white woman. She had more education than most people in our town. I'm from a small town in the Midwest. So I was always like, what's, what's the problem here? So long story short, I swore I was never going to be a single mom. I was going to do better and I failed. <laughs> that mm -hmm. didn't work out so well. I did go through a divorce. Found myself a single mom. My kids were itty bitty. My son was being born. My daughter was a toddler. And as many women can relate, it was horrible. It was so scary. My husband made almost all the money. He had all the benefits. Mm -hmm. And he skedaddled. He left. And it was horrifying. And I had this moment where I was at the Queens County Family Court with my newborn and my friend had to drive me there because I didn't have a car. Mm. I couldn't even pick up my son because I'd had a C-section and I was like in that courthouse applying to push through child support because I needed it. Mm -hmm. And I just met this moment when I looked around to all those women there and I'm like, okay, you know what? We all have the same story. Like we're all here because we need to take care of our babies and we're all scared. Right. And I just said, it's like this universality of it. And at the same moment, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't want to be here. And I'm going to write a different story for myself. But I was there. And I got that child support for a year. And then it, it ended. Uh, my ex-husband lost his job. And I knew that was going to happen. He had a disability. So that was a gift. That was mm -hmm. a gift that I knew I had to do it on my own because that fear drove me to do really great things and like so many women and like you and your work I imagine I would love to hear your experience because I find that women 
do their best work and become their best selves at this time of the life Absolutely. because of that fear. It is a gift. And if I had stayed in that marriage, even if there hadn't been the disability, if all those things that, even if things were okay, I would not have become my greatest self because I would have always muted myself for that man because so I could have this perfect nuclear family like I was supposed to. And instead, life just shoved me in this other direction and I embraced it. And that was where I found my joy and my gifts. So, you know, as you mentioned, I have been a journalist and writer my whole career. I used to work in newspapers and I, I was freelance financial journalist for many years. And I just sort of started this blog. Like I didn't have a plan for it. I didn't have a vision for it. I thought I was going to write about money and single motherhood. And, but it just became, this is my full-time job now. And I had connected with hundreds of thousands of women all over mm -hmm. the world. I have heard so many stories and ultimately I'm just so inspired to be serving this community of women because we are writing a new chapter in the history, not just of single mom. We're writing a new chapter in the history of women everywhere. Right. Absolutely. This is a woman's story. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, I think going through this journey of, of, of single motherhood, you either become bitter or you, you become better. So mm -hmm. with that being said, I, I appreciate every, the message that you're putting out there into the world that you don't have to, you know, be on welfare rolls and you don't have to, you don't have to live that life, that typical single mom life that people thrust in your face in the media and politics or wherever, but you get to design your own life and your own destiny. And why not? I mean, because you, now you have a, well, you're learning who you are, but you have a better sense of who you are from a, a motherhood perspective and an individual perspective. And like you said, this is the best time in the, in the world for women to wake up and to really yes. embrace every part of themselves and stop making themselves small because that doesn't serve anyone, especially doesn't serve your children. No, no, not at all. I love that. And I've been saying that so much over the last year. This is an unprecedented time for women. And I believe it is not only an opportunity for women, I believe it's an obligation. Yes. People fought for us before us, men and women. People died for us to have these opportunities. You have mm -hmm. an obligation to achieve and earn and succeed. And it's not just our kids are watching us, that mom down the street is watching you, the men at work are watching you and learning. Right. Did you, are you in my single mom, my millionaire single moms group? No, I'm not in there yet. In I, I there. So there was this, um, I, I'm just fascinated with this. I have to get into this more, but somebody started a, um, I'm not really right here. Someone started a thread and they said, all these women were saying they don't date men whose ex-wives were stay-at-home moms. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, very interesting. Right? And there are reasons where they feel like the men are spoiled and can't take care of business. Yeah. And they also felt like the men didn't support them and all the stuff they were accomplishing. They just didn't get it. Right. Yeah. I can't say that was my personal experience, but that was a lot of women's experience. And I think there's a lot to that. Right. And that's, that's very interesting. And, and I, I don't want to veer too off topic, but just the whole dynamic of... Um, people becoming their fullest best selves. And it's hard to become that when you're, when you're using someone else as a crutch. So if you're a man who had a wife who stayed at home and was doing everything for you, and then you're, for whatever reason, back out into the dating world, why would someone who has become independent, um, 
they're thriving in their lives, they're reaching the, the highest level of achievement that they can, why would they want to be with someone who can kind of stifle them because they're, they're wanting to be the center of attention. And so I can understand why, why women would say that. I, I probably would myself. So yeah, my experience was a little different, has been different that I, I, I live in New York city and there's a lot of that because there's a lot of affluence and success, mm -hmm. professional success here. And so there are a lot of men who are divorced. They had stay at home lives because they could afford it. Right. And, and that's a you know a certain demographic, and but they are so bitter because those guys are paying child support and alimony out the wazoo, and they're so angry about it, and they're like, she deserve it, she should earn her own money, and I support that. So they really like what I have going on because I'm not dependent. But they don't. I remember this one guy; he was not too far along in his divorce, and he was very successful, and would be complaining all the live long day about that he paid his ex wife ten thousand dollars a month. Wow. And I was like, she needs to get a job. But at the same time, I would be like, I'd say things to him. I'm like, you know what, though, I support your anger, though you, your career did benefit from everything she did. Exactly. And he would be like, huh, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, next. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, it's hard to see the forest for the trees when you have on your correct rose-colored glasses or whatever, and, and <laughs> the perspective is so skewed. Uh, but at the same time, hopefully, this, this is just really a great learning opportunity on both sides. You know, you learn how resilient you are. You, you learn how capable you are to mm. move past what people, the box people put you in or the role you thought you had to play in this life. But you figure, you understand and figure out you can play a larger role in the world. And you can, you know, make a greater impact, not just for yourself, but for your children and for people who are watching you. Yes. Yeah. Women surprise themselves. Right. They thought they knew what they're capable of. And it's always more. It's always so, so much more. Yeah. Exactly. Which brings us to kick-ass single mom. You know, I have right here. I have a copy. Yes. Now, October 17th, kick-ass single mom. Great. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> so I started reading the book and I love it. I was um, especially reading the intro and your story, which, you know, was very touching. It was very heart rendering, rending to a great degree because you, of course, said just earlier, you didn't plan to be a single mom. You never wanted to be a single mom, but circumstances happened. And it, it just completely turned your life around through a freak accident, basically. But, you know, so that was really, really touching. And then going through um, how you identify as a single mom and then the money part. So I really want to dive into to that, both yeah. of those issues, your identity and your money mindset, because that's a lot of what single rich single mom is about. And so I think that crossover for, from both of our perspectives will really benefit women, especially when they listen to this interview and they see, hmm, maybe I need to change my perspective about a lot of things, who I am and how I manage money or how money comes into my life. So talk to us about um, the single mother mindset. Oh yeah. Well, that's everything. And it's so, it's so on one hand, it's always negative, right? Single mother is going, you're going to be poor. Like it's always poor. Right. And it's always, so there's this very common themes like that. You're going to be broke and you're mm -hmm. never going to get out of broke and your kids are going to be messed up 
and you're never going to find a good man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Heard all that. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. That's just, those are just stories. Some, so you heard those stories. We know those stories. And those are some people's stories because those are the stories they choose to live. Right. Right. And I have been there like, oh my goodness. I like, oh, you better. Well, I, I've been single for like eight, nine years now. I'm 40. So they're like, oh, you better hurry up and like get a man while you're so young and cute. <laughs> I sure one of my best friends said that. Or like I remember I had a, a real serious boyfriend a couple of years after my marriage and it ended up so sad and I ran into this neighbor in the elevator and I she was and she goes, Oh well, it's gonna be really hard for you to find another man because with those kids. I was like wow. and I literally I never I never said this, but I was at such a low point and so fed up. I looked her straight and I were in the elevator, I looked her right and I go, Fuck you. <laughs> That's like the only time in my life I ever did that. And I felt so good. I'm not even sorry about it. Right. So, but the important thing is so interesting. I had this in my book about how, like I had, I was basically a stay-at-home mom when my, you know, my marriage ended. I had these tiny babies, but I'd had some professional success before I had kids. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to do that again. And mm -hmm. I quickly, I had very good child support. I was very lucky for that year. And then I just put the pedal to the metal. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm just going to make the money. I'm going to make money. And pretty quickly, I was able to ramp up my business. And I started mm -hmm. feeling really good about it. But my mom, I got into a fight with my mom. My mom's like, well, you need to apply for food stamps. And I was like, but I'm going to make $100,000 next year. She's like, no, but you need we got into an argument. <laughs> and it turns out that that is really common. This other woman, she was like the breadwinner in her family. She ran a construction company. She made great money. She was really, really successful. She was a breadwinner while she was married. And she went through divorce. And her sister's like, you know what? In your situation, you're not above working at Walmart. Like all of a sudden, you're like all of your success in the world is ripped away from you because you're an unmarried mother. It is right. crazy. But here's the thing, if everyone around you has these crazy ideas about your failure, it's so hard not to absorb that. Especially right. people who you love and that are your support network during this really, really tough time. So it takes like unbelievable fortitude to reject that from the people you might love the most and say, no, I'm telling a different story. And then the other part of that is seeking out a support network that thinks like you. Exactly. And you and I are both in big metro areas where there's a lot of really kick-ass women, whether they're single moms and right. whether you're friends with them or you just see them, you see them at networking events or you see them at your kids, you see like, okay, she's awesome. And she's just a normal woman that's like in her sweatpants at the soccer thing. And she's doing the thing. It's just to see that so powerful. But right. if you are in a small community where there's not a lot of that, that is crippling and it that is, is what yes and so i can't believe you're not in there but i have this online group on facebook it's called millionaire single moms and we just surpassed eight thousand members awesome. and, I, and i created that to serve women who needed to find each other and be inspired and women tell me every day it changes their lives it absolutely changes lives fantastic and that's so important to have that network that's one thing that i really try to surround myself with as a single mother and yes. I heard that I heard all those things that you heard, <laughs> you know, you're poor and, and, and you're never going to get a man and you have all these kids. And, and even at guys that actually I went out on dates with actually had the nerve to say that, well, you know, it's going to be hard as a single mom, you know, to oh, find so you should just, you should just fuck them. You should just beg them to marry without you because they're as good as you're ever going to get. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, I never saw him again. I just, if I were at a, the, my lowest point, I would not have dated him because he was such a jerk. And I'm like, to say that, I'm like, really? So I let that go. I let him go. And I had to 
really get past the stigma of single motherhood, especially because I was raised in the church. And of course, that's, you know, married people, married clothes, married this, married that, married that. It was it was bad. <laughs> so and then having to be in an environment where, you know, single motherhood is so frowned upon. It, you, and it doesn't even matter how you became one. That's that's the kicker. It doesn't matter how you became one, whether it was divorced, whether you were unmarried, whether you were your spouse died, you are a single mother and you are a burden to society. Right. And there's a lot of political messages, especially in the eighties and nineties. And it was like all, like I pick it apart in my book, like all these Republican conservative a-holes and they have all this just crap. And I just pick it apart because statistically it's always inaccurate. It's always wrong, but it becomes part of our, our public our vernacular about how culture sees us as single moms and then how we start to see ourselves. But as we said, we have the power to change that. Absolutely. I actually wrote an article on my blog some years ago called Will the Real Wear Frail Moms Stand Up, Please? Mm. And I was just pointing out how the politicians get way more government funding than a welfare mother ever does or ever would. And with all of the spending, with all of the pork barrel um, projects that they have, they are getting money from the government just like a single mother is getting money from the government. So really it's all about your perspective and all about, and okay, well, they're not serving anybody. They're not doing anything. Okay. Well, they're raising children. So I think that's pretty important job. So I, I just really had to, like you said, tear that apart and really redefine um, that whole argument, that language that they were using to make us, as single mothers feel like we're the scum of the earth and that all our kids are going to become criminals and all. I'm like, really? Okay. So a few statistics way back in the day. And now that applies to everybody across the board. I think that's, that's, you know, that's a disservice to the U S the people who, who you're supposed to be serving and begging for a vote from. So. Well, and it's also, I mean, like we could pick apart all that, like, but what is a single mom? Right. Really, when they throw around those numbers about like incarceration, kids, fatherlessness is the challenge. It is not people living in separated homes. It's disengaged fathers. It's poverty. Right. Right. It is not the fact that there's not a nuclear June Cleaver family going on. Right. Those that is not the risk factor. Mm -hmm. So whatever those right. guys aren't in office anymore most of them so <laughs> another <laughs> another problem child's in office but that's a whole other story <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that whole another can of worms you don't even want to go into right now yeah. all right so um why should you say no to alimony and even child support i have articles on this i love this topic so tell us yeah no i'm very passionate about that Well, okay, alimony is designed to keep women or the other spouse, which is 97% of people receive alimony in the United States. It's 97% is women. So women, we're going to go with women. It's designed to keep women in the lifestyle to which they are accustomed. I can keep myself into whatever lifestyle I want. And that, as we were saying, is the beauty of being a woman in 2017. Mm-hmm. All right. When alimony laws were really enforced in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, when we had the divorce surge in this country, 
Al Rudy was a huge feminist coup because women didn't have earning power. We couldn't even get right. our credit card in our own name until uh, 1973. So thank goodness, because women were took the carrots, right? It was right mm -hmm. along gender lines. Women got the kids. The dads got the every other weekend deal if they saw the kids at all. And the men supported the women. The women were dependent on the men. Right. Okay, fast forward to 2017. There is alimony reform in every state, and while there should be, because women can earn and we should be expected to earn. Mm -hmm. Earning is not optional. It is not optional. This is part of being an adult. You earn your own money. You have access to education. The majority of undergraduates for more than a decade have been women in this country. You have access to capital. You have access to economic opportunities. You have to do them. It's not anyone's job to take care of you. But more than that, why would you choose to be dependent on a man? It makes mm -hmm. no financial sense. He can run away. He can die. He can become unemployed, disabled. Do not build your financial life around anybody but your own wits and your own efforts. That's alimony. Child support is different and yet not. We mm -hmm. really need to be starting separation agreements. We know that 57% of millennial moms in this country are unmarried. Divorce, separated, I don't care how you got here, right? Like you said, your church didn't matter how you got here. I don't care how you got here either. You're a single mom. I love you. Come into our family. Mm -hmm. and now it is time. Divorce separation agreements need to start at shared custody. Mm -hmm. That is what keeps fathers engaged. That is 55 peer-reviewed articles show that is the best thing for children and it is mm -hmm. the best thing for men, is the best thing for women. Those kids are not your responsibility half the time. You can go do so many cool things, right? right? We need equality. And if we want equality in the workplace and in Washington, we need equality in our families, whether you're, you're married or you're separated or divorced. It does not matter. We need equality there. And so if your other parent has the kids half the time, approximately, even if he has them 20% of the time, he still needs some real estate for them. Mm -hmm. He needs to feed them, right? And then there's the extra. So th why is anybody paying anybody else? So you can maintain a lifestyle? No, that's right. not what I want for you. I want you to know the beauty of having your own money that you earned. And the reality is that the average amount of child support that is received is less than $300 a month, and only 40% of what is owed is received. Right. So what do you see? Do you see this happening, Samantha, that women are taking these years to court, they're getting big arguments with him, they feel like they have to justify every nickel that they spend, they're yelling at their friends about what a dog he is, they're, it's just constant, you're, I, I know, right. I get so pissed at my ex-husband about random stuff, I'm yelling at him in my head, spending all this <laughs> negative energy. For $300 a month, even if it's $1,000 a month, get rid of that. Let him go. Right. Let him go. Send it on menthol cigarettes. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Because you can take that energy and make $10,000 a month. And that's what I want for women. Not to be dependent on men. To make your own money, to make your own destiny is what we need as individuals and is what we need collectively as women. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I've... I've, I've begged, I've pleaded, I've, I've fussed that, I've argued with women. I'm like, stop depending on these men to give you money because you, the, what they give you can't even begin to keep you in a lifestyle you become accustomed to. They barely pay for milk, you know, for most women. And so it's like, why are you, why are you limiting yourself and why are you spending so much energy on fighting these people who cannot, will not, is not even truly obligated to give you anything. T let them take care of their kids. If they choose not to, then you go make your own way. You can earn so much more 
by turning that energy into something positive for yourself and for your family, for your kids, than you would ever make or get with child support. So stop already, you know, and, but and even when the dollars are larger, women hold themselves and the guys do too. They hold it like, well, I can't, I'm not going to go for that promotion. I, women have t told me they turn down promotion and raises because they won't qualify for child support. Anymore. Oh my gosh. And sometimes in the short term, it, the numbers might make sense, but in the long term, you are making yourself so small and dependent and I don't want that for you. Right. And they and it's, it's harder to set goals for yourself because you're depending on that small amount of money. So you, you don't really see the bigger picture or the, the larger, the more you can earn. I mean, by taking some courses, going back to school, asking for a promotion, switching jobs. And like you have in your book, updating your resume, talking to people and networking and, and getting in a better position because I was thinking if I had depended on child support, if I had waited for people to, to do the, do the right thing, then I never would be at the level of earning power that I'm at right now. And I would still be miserable crying in my, my tea or my coffee or whatever, complaining to my friends. And instead of my friends saying, wow, what a great job you're doing. Even my married, friends they're like wow where are you now you're doing what now <laughs> you know admiring my resolve and my my perseverance to just yeah. create the life i love versus waiting for someone else to give it to me or hand it to me just I not know. it's not realistic i know and you know they're like oh but it's not your money it's for the kids whatever okay then put it all if you can really legitimately say that then put it into an account for the kids whether it's a college fund or whatever for their future and never touch it. But it's so hard to psychologically turn that off. Right. And not keep it part of your monthly budget. And then if you have one ounce of conflict with him over it, it is holding you back. Exactly. Because, and what other thing I tell them, I said that you're allowing him to control you, your future, your emotions, your finances, everything. And the longer you allow him to control you, the less likely you are to regain control of your own life and began to create what you want for your life. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's a control thing. And um, until women get that, they will continue to fall under that um, burden of he owes me something, you know, and what entitlement. Yeah. And that's the pay gap. Right. I mean, that's it. It's that, you know, well, the pay gap is complicated, but it's like, no one owes you shit. Right. You Not don't. And it's very hard if you have been told, you know, especially women going through a separation and divorce, like all your girlfriends, your sisters, your, oh, you take him for all his work, that, that job, he cheated, he did this. Okay. You know, it, you have to work through those things. That's right. one part of your journey, but he doesn't owe you money because he was unfaithful. Like that's not how the divorce courts work. And that's not how life works. No. No, it's just you're you're only hurting yourself. So I'm so glad that my sister here is is we're all on the same page. It's so important. It's such a gift that you're giving to your readers to tell them that. Absolutely. And then think about the kids, you know, all that energy and anger you have towards your ex, the kids see it, they feel it, they buy into it. Um, and again, it's not helping them at all. When you're unhappy, then you're creating an environment in your home for, and with your kids that sets them up to think, well, if I don't get what I want, 
I'm always going to be unhappy. Or someone else, if they're not doing what I want them to do, I'm going to be unhappy. So you're teaching them to allow other people to control you and control them. And so they never grow up to be accountable or, you know, realistic about, well, who's truly in control of my life? And they go around blaming people all the time. And so, again, this entitlement mentality that's going on, this blaming everybody for everything, never taking responsibility. Victim mentality. That's, right. and that's a problem, you know, because it's, um, you know, the whole idea about who is a single mom. It's so, do you see this? Like, I my things people I get into these big arguments with each other about who gets to call themselves a single mom. Wow. Like, well, if you're um, other parent, if you get child support, you're not really a single mom. Or if you've shared, oh my God, we have so many issues in our country to worry about. Like, you really have all the time in the day to like have a, co- a competition to the bottom. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, let's elevate each other. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're so mom, you're not like, let's move on. Let's, let's have something more interesting to talk about. But yes, okay, so that's it. So those are, that's my um, feelings about what women are capable of. It's, you know, it's because there's often the message from men about like, you don't deserve my money. Well, who cares? Right. I'm saying I want to give you the gift of what it feels like to be independent. Mm-hmm. It's so delicious. It feels so amazing. Yes, absolutely. So the last thing I wanted to, to chat with you about was outsourcing. Mm. One of my favorite topics too. Yes. <laughs> so, and so how can a single mom do that? And what's the, what, what, why is it important? And what are some, a couple of tips that they can start to implement, you know, to outsource some things so they can be happier? Well, one of my favorite quotes is, no one ever became wealthy without outsourcing. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it all. And why, sh- why should you? No one's built a, a business or run a community or, wh- or whatever wh- by themselves. That's insane. So why do you think you can build an amazing big life all by your lonesome? And also, there's this thing where there's a sense of like, uh, women are like punishing themselves. And I feel like there's a sentiment that comes from their surroundings that like, you failed or you got yourself into the situation. And so I want to hear you complain about how exhausted you are because you get what you deserve. Right. Yeah. Well, whatever life, everyone's going to mess up or like life happens. Like let's let that go. So outsourcing, it's really comes down to risk because when we get stuck in this thing, well, okay, I can't take this job because I don't have childcare and I can't afford the childcare because I don't have the job. Mm-hmm. All success requires you take risk. And the risk might be that you pay for childcare that you don't have covered yet by the income, but you cannot make the income without the childcare. And then we start applying that to housekeeping. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to spend like six hours a week cleaning your house, or you're going to take those six hours. And most people with any level of professional career would make much more on an hourly rate if you apply that to your career. And the risk comes in that you might not get that money back this week. You might pay your housekeeper 50 or 80 or 100 bucks. You might not make that 100 bucks back this week or this month or even this year, but you're investing those hours in networking, in more school, in working towards a promotion and whatever because it will pay off. You, you have to, this is a long game. The single mom right. thing is a long game. And you have to think really big. And that gets, so that's the other part of this is thinking big. Yes. It's not, women come to me and they're like, well, you know, I had this, this uh, career opportunity came up or real estate opportunity. And I just don't think I should take it because as a single mom, I should stay in my comfortable, miserable, low paying job. <laughs> no, single mom, single moms are poor. Why would you make a decision as a single mom? Like you're making a decision to be poor. You have to take the risk. And it's like, if you know anything, like even really basic about the stock market, 
risk pays off. The right. more risk you take, like there's going to be low, like the more risk you take, the more you can gain. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be ups and downs. But risk and aggregate pays off. Right. And you have to think big, and you have to think even bigger than you feel like you can afford to think because it works out. It's crazy, but it always works out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. I think that's um, really important to consider, especially if you're running yourself ragged as a single mom because you're trying to do everything and be the every everything to everybody all the time. And I, I came, ran into that myself, and I finally said, you know what? You're killing yourself. You're going to allow all these obligations, these um, things that other people say you should be doing to run your life instead of taking time, pulling back and doing what you need to do for yourself, whether it's outsourcing, whether it's just saying, you know what, that just has to wait till another day. Um, And then investing the time and energy into those things that's going to put you in a better position to make more money, to have more happiness and to um, create more time for your children. I think that's the most important thing, you know, at the end of the day. Well, that's where you and I might part ways because um, I think there's so much pressure on moms to spend so much time with their kids. And one of the most important studies that's come out in the last couple of years, I believe, is uh, to the University of Maryland. They did one of these meta studies and they looked at 35 other studies and they found definitively that after age two, it does not matter how many hours parents spend with their kids. Hmm. And the pressure for women that perpetuates this idea that stay-at-home moms are better moms, mm-hmm. that, that our kids are going to suffer when women work, this keeps women out of the workforce, away from their potential, dependent on man, and, and less than ideal situations, including abusive situations. We mm-hmm. know that 25% of women are going to be victims of domestic violence, and 100% of domestic violence victims also suffer financial abuse. Right. So when we tell women, yeah, we need to be spending more time, maximize time with kids, we're telling them, minimize your time on your career, yourself, your health, your spirituality, your hobbies, your relationships. No, you need to go out there, earn, achieve. We know that's what's best for children, mothers who are educated, achieving professionally and have incomes. Mm -hmm. That's good for women and it's best for our children. Harvard research, I could go off about this. And women, they are, like you said, our kids need to see us happy and thriving individuals. And then we spend a little bit of time with them or as much time as you want. But right. the reality is most of us don't want to spend a copious amount of time. <laughs> Our kids can go out and play and get in trouble. Right. Right. So, so I, I think we, I actually in, in reality for my life, I've, I learned to spend a lot of time by myself mm. and teach my children how to do the same thing yes. because I'm like, I'm just not that mother. I'm not that mother who most women are. No, most of us are not. I thank you for saying that because I'm like, you're boring. Yeah, this is super boring. I cannot do pretend. Like when they were little, I'm like, I hate doing pretend. Now I'm like, do you not want to hear about every boring thing that happened at school day? It's super boring. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and I I know people would feel guilty about putting their kids in front of a television or putting their kids, telling them to go play somewhere and stuff like that. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not that mother. I'll tell them, look, I'm going to my room. Don't knock on my door unless someone's bleeding and have that time for myself, which falls into the self-care section of your book. And I also teach mothers that as well. It's like, you know, I don't feel guilty. I'm good. You know, because again, if I'm happy, 
then everybody else is happy. So that's and my point. Yeah, and the kids, they're, they need alone time. They need that alone time. Like right. you and I need it, they need it too. They need to just be bored and figure out how to fill that. Right. And people, when they call my house and they're talking to me and they're like, where are the kids? <laughs> Like, but they're they're right there, but they're so quiet. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not supposed to be running around crazy or anything. So, but again, it's about how you, the standard you set for yourself and what you decide you want and how you want your life to look. You know, it can't you can't fulfill everybody's dream or goal for you or or fitting yourself in these boxes and roles. You have to define it for yourself, and when you can do that, then again, we're all happier and feeling more secure and, and, and life is fantastic. And you truly are a kick-ass mom. Yes, you are. I am so grateful, Samantha. This was so great for me. I love, I love this. So thank you for the work you're doing. Awesome. Me too. I'm glad that we got a chance to talk about your book. It's going to be available October 17, 2017. Um, it's going to be in on Amazon. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I, yeah you can, it's on Amazon now. It keeps popping up on number one okay. new release already. And yeah. if you go to Wealthy Single Mommy, it's all, it's all over there. So it's, it's not hard to find. I'm not hard to find. Right. So is it going to be, in, it's going to be in bookstores? Um, oh yeah. All the bookstores. It's all the retailers, indie awesome. stores, all the major ones online. And, and, and awesome. Uh, so exciting. So go pick up a copy of the book. Uh, I think you're going to really enjoy it. Get lots of great tips um, and, and be empowered to become the kind of mom you want to be kick ass or otherwise. So no, that's right. It's about the mom you truly want to be right. It's your, your, you don't have to be like you said, fulfill other people's dreams. Right. Exactly. So thank you so much. again, yeah. Emma, thank you for the community you created and millionaire single moms on Facebook. So be sure to go and check that out. Mm. Check out wealthysinglemommy.com and definitely go and get the book either on Amazon in your local bookstore October 17th. And we hope that you make the decision to be the kind of mom you want to be for yourself and for your kids. And it's all up to you. All right. Thanks everyone. Take care. And we will see you again on the next episode of Rich Single Mama TV. Have a great day. Bye.